Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. How about it? A Tuesday right here on SportsGrid. It's the early line kicking things off with you. On this Tuesday morning, Kevin Walsh, Donnie Wright side over the next two hours, making it happen. DRS, how you feeling? Feeling good. Here's some interesting doings last night in the NBA. News updates to get to and even more conferences join the March Madness Party, even though it is the last day of February. That's right. March is certainly going to be picking up. But a couple of angles to update you on in the NBA. Mm. The most important one, that of LeBron James. The ankle injured in the game against the Dallas Mavericks. LeBron plays through. Discussed a little bit yesterday how, I don't know what that timeline is. I don't know if LeBron is fine. I don't know if LeBron is injured. Oh, LeBron is injured. It's a severe ankle injury. It's going to likely be costing him multiple weeks here as the Los Angeles Lakers did not need this news as they try and make a push towards the postseason. No, they certainly didn't need that. But the one thing I guess we do see with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, they go down with injuries. We have no idea in the moment if it's one hour, one day, one week, or the entire season of how injury-prone they might be or what that severity of the injury will be. Hopefully, for the Lakers' sake, it's sooner than later LeBron James does come back. We will take a look at the Lakers' outlook now post this news. Certainly not what they needed as they sit currently as the 12th spot in the Western Conference, though again, that a little misleading as tight as things are in the West. In the East, a team not a part of the race whatsoever, the Charlotte Hornets get tough news because you never want your best player to go down amidst the five-game win streak here. LaMelo Ball injured against the Detroit Pistons, a fractured ankle, Donnie. I'm not expecting a lot of basketball for LaMelo Ball the rest of this season. No, we're certainly not, and it's a shame, too, because he was absolutely cooking. He played 21 minutes last night before getting injured, 18-6-5 already is a stat line. Who knows what he would have finished up as here, but that's a devastating blow for the Hornets. But then again, they weren't going anywhere, so maybe more ping-pong balls is better. Yeah, he was 6-7 of seven from beyond the arc in the game, though. It's mm-hmm. a up-and-down thing. You're right for the lottery. It's good, but also they were going to stink regardless. You could have just let LaMelo Ball continue to have his fun. Ends up, that's not the case. The other piece of NBA news last night from the slate, I thought this Miami Heat victory was quite notable as they needed one like this, and they were able to secure it on the road against the Sixers. Jimmy Butler leading the way, 23 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists, 4 steals as the Heat narrowly pull off the win here in Philadelphia, 101-99. to 
Yeah, normal heat game, right? Look at that final score, 101 to 99, easily staying under the total. I thought the Philadelphia 76ers would be game here to get over their team total. What didn't happen, but also Jimmy Butler, I knew he'd have a good performance. One assist shy of a triple-double in Philadelphia. Big win and also a big bucket late in that game. The other notable... uh result last night. The Knicks smashed the Celtics 109-94. to Jason Tatum with back-to-back terrible games here. Uh, goes 6 of 18. A minus 18 uh, worst plus-minus on the floor. Only had 14 points ejected from this basketball game. Uh, but Boston did not have Jalen Brown. The Knicks are hot right now. 36-27. and They're winners of six in a row. To move this then over to the NFL side where there are a number of headlines here. One that grabbed my attention is the Combine, which is going to be getting underway today. I know people can be hit or miss on the combine but we've got four quarterbacks getting round one buzz Bryce Young CJ Stroud Will Levis Anthony Richardson three out of the four will be throwing at the combine the exception to this though Donnie is the player favored at about minus 175 on the FanDuel Sportsbook to go first overall Bryce Young as our radio audience joins us on a Tuesday morning the early line Sirius XM channel 159 Bryce Young will not throw at the combine Yeah, and rightfully so. That's a good move by an agent. If I'm coming in as the favorite to be the number one overall selection, Kevin, I can't improve my draft stock at that point here. So do environments that do you well, which means do your own pro days. Throw with wide receivers you know. There's no reason to throw in Indianapolis. I'm not knocking him and saying, oh, he's not competitive. That's a smart business move. It's an interesting move, though, because the others are doing it. So What are they doing? Again, we'll get into it there. The Combine has my attention maybe for the first time in a long time. Some other quarterback updates here. The Commanders release Carson Wentz. This saves them just under $30 million on the cap, making this mostly a no-brainer decision for the Washington Commanders. What's next for Wentz? Feels like there's a lot of options on the table, but simultaneously not that many options on the table if you catch my drift. Yeah, Carson Wentz re-upped with the Philadelphia Eagles, played one year under that new extension, one year in Indianapolis, one year in Washington, Kevin, $100 million in the pocket for Wentz, and not a lot of W's for that. Turns out, maybe the MVP season, flash in the pan, maybe that's not actually who Carson Wentz is, which is a shame. We'll talk, though, again, what's next for Wentz. Is it a starting quarterback job? Or is it a backup job? It'll be interesting to see. Derek Carr's going to be over at the Combine. Maybe he's going to watch Anthony Richardson and Will Levis. That turns out that's who his competition is, by the way. Some reports out there, a lot of these teams are eyeing up the younger quarterbacks in this class. Derek Carr is going to be meeting with multiple teams, though, in Indianapolis as his free agency tour continues. Yeah, why not hang out, get a couple good dinners, meet with some teams, see as big a paycheck as you can secure here. Because again, he has that advantage before free agency. He's taking his time. He's going to pick the best spot once again for him and also his wallet. College basketball last night, the two biggest results were a pair of road victories, won by the North Carolina Tar Heels as they beat Florida State 77-66. to And then we also did see West Virginia pick up a big one on the road against Iowa State. There you go. It'll be nice to see some updated bracketology here, but it looks like Carolina on their way into the tournament. That's pretty impressive so far. We'll continue to break that down. It's the early line. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The Los Angeles Lakers. Just when you thought things were starting to turn around. Yesterday, we started this all off on Monday with all the Lakers title contenders. I very confidently said the answer to that was yes. So now I'm sure some people will try and tell me that the health is a big reason to say no, but that would be unfair. Look at all these other Western Conference teams that were willing to enter into the conversation where you have Kawhi and the Clippers, Durant and the Suns, Steph and the Warriors, and those three guys haven't played 40 games this season. LeBron's played more than all of them. Well, the health is relevant once again. LeBron James sideline with an ankle injury that is reportedly going to cost him several weeks. Donnie, you off the top of the show made the point that when LeBron and AD go tumbling, you never know if you just watched a player play his last minute of a season or if they will finish out the game. Somehow LeBron maybe just did both in that game against the Dallas Mavericks where he played the rest of that game. We don't have really a true timetable as to when he will be back. So I will allow you to bat lead off here, Donnie. Can the Lakers mm-hmm. survive without LeBron? Well, if LeBron does not come back for the remaining part of the regular season, then I'm going to assume, no, they cannot survive. But is this one thing where LeBron James, woe is me, woe is me, I'll be back in three games? Well, yeah, certainly they can survive as long as Anthony Davis is healthy, D'Angelo Russell does come back. They're built with a lot more depth than what they had just about three weeks ago, or should we say prior to the All-Star break. And also, let's remind ourselves, You're trying to get into the play-in games here. When you look at the standings here, the Lakers only being roughly a half game back of the Pelicans, who if they don't get Zion back, they're not going anywhere. How much longer do we think, you know, Utah is going to hang around in that 31 and 31, 500 mode? They're not a very good team. And quite frankly, I don't even think they care if they make the playoffs or not. So it looks like to me, the Philadelphia, Philadelphia 76ers, the Los Angeles Lakers should be able to climb that LeBron or not. It's a matter of is LeBron down and can they make a real run in the playoffs once they get there? But making it into the playoffs, does it hurt without LeBron? Sure it does. It's a lot of bad basketball teams ahead of them, though, K-Dub. Here's the deal. Usually, this is the kind of question I think you a lot of people see this morning and say they are done. I had someone turn to me yesterday, a little bit of a smile, because they understand, you know, LeBron guy. They go, Lakers are finished, huh? <sighs> upset me a little bit, but I understand the premise, right? Nothing the Lakers have done, Donnie, over the past couple of seasons suggests that any you know, long absence for LeBron won't be disastrous. But this team is better. 
We've seen this team, by the way, play without LeBron. Small sample size, just two games, right? But they had a win at Golden State, and it was a nice victory, 109 to 103. They did lose to Portland handedly. Portland made a franchise record first half three-pointers in the game. Things got out of control. It happens. But the Lakers don't feel like they should be incompetent in the absence of LeBron. The big determination here is how long is this actually going to be? Let's say LeBron misses the next two weeks of basketball. That's going to cost him seven games. Five of them are at home. They are at Memphis tonight. We'll preview that in hour number two. They then go to Oklahoma City. They should be favored in that basketball game. You're five games at home. Minnesota, Golden State, Memphis, Toronto, New York. Assuming Steph is not back for the Golden State game, the Lakers will be favored in a handful of those games, Donnie. Now, two weeks is probably an optimistic outlook there. It's seven basketball games, but it shows things are manageable. But then let's open up the parameters a little bit here. Let's say LeBron's out a month. Let's say LeBron is not going to be set to come back until the 29th of March, a game that is in Chicago. That would put LeBron at 14 missed games. Four of them are on the road. The Memphis and OKC I just addressed, one at New Orleans, one at Houston. They're favored at Houston. That means they will be favored in 50% of the road games that they're going to play over the next month. The other 10 games are in their building. I mentioned the first five. The other five, Dallas, Orlando, Phoenix, OKC, and Chicago. Other than the Phoenix game, they might be favored in the rest of them. I know being favored can only do so much. Teams get upset all the time. I'm aware. The point is, the answer to this question is usually a definitive no. Can the Lakers survive without LeBron? They should survive without LeBron. D'Angelo Russell has to get back, who, by the way, picked up an ankle injury, and it feels like nobody discusses because it happened over the weekend. Sometimes that's how the sports calendar works. But as long as Anthony Davis can stay out there, and these new pieces are not just going to be able to put together three good games, but they can put together three good weeks, the Lakers, Donnie, really should be able to survive without LeBron if he is going to miss a month of basketball. Remember, it wasn't too long ago where the player was like, man, the playing game, that is absolutely horrendous. Or the playing round, yeah, looks like it's going to save some superstars at this point. But also, Kevin, from a Lakers perspective, forget what's ahead of them, right? Where you say, like, okay, you got to pass the Trailblazers. You got to pass the Pelicans, maybe even the Timberwolves. Let's get that out of the way. Who's behind them? The Rockets, not trying to win at all. The Spurs, not trying to win at all. The Oklahoma City Thunder, probably a day away from shutting down SGA for the rest of the season because they're not trying to win anything. So clear the hurdles behind you and say, I got to jump basically like one team for one game. The Lakers are talented enough to do that. And as you laid it out, it's not as if, again, we say, oh, no, LeBron's going to be out for, let's just say, three weeks at this point here. Man, that stinks. They have to play the Nuggets 16 straight games all on the road. That's not the case here. You're going to play a lot of bad basketball teams, a lot of teams in the same caliber race that you are at. The Lakers are much deeper, as I said, from what they were even a couple weeks ago. That is going to help them out. Not going to fall off the face of the earth. The only question is now, can LeBron James come back, reacclimate to the Lakers, and then get into the playoffs, where, as I always say, it favors a veteran-laden team because that first round, you play like one game per week, and that's always going to help, even if you're coming in a little bit sore or a little bit gimpy, which the Lakers might be doing. 
Now, the onus then turns to Anthony Davis. You don't want to compound mm -hmm. everything. You just said D'Angelo Russell is already out with an injury, and this isn't Madden as my favorite anecdote here. You don't just say, okay, LeBron got injured. Now nobody else can get injured. We've seen things happen in bunches, and Anthony Davis says, hey, man, what an Iron Man. He's played three straight seasons, never missed a game. We know that's not the case. That's what you have to worry about now for the Lakers. And here's the thing. They need to be honest in the room about whether he is playing back-to-backs in Anthony Davis. I'm sure people hear that and they get sick to their stomach. Oh, my God. How's this guy not playing back-to-backs? I'm not in charge. I don't make the rules. Here's my point, though, Donnie. I mentioned the four road games, yeah. right? Those are the back-to-backs. They play today and tomorrow, and then it's at New Orleans and at Houston. And quite frankly, if AD can only play at Memphis or at Oklahoma City, he plays at Oklahoma City. If he can only play at New Orleans or at Houston, he plays at Houston. You have to be smart about this. The last thing this team can do, and I have seen them do this before, you do not run Anthony Davis out there against Memphis, play a competitive basketball game, lose by four, and then he gets the night off against OKC. That's a bad job. Every game matters. And I know people are going to say, well, if every game matters, you can't punt against Memphis. I agree. But you damn sure cannot punt against Oklahoma City. You cannot ask Jared Vanderbilt and Austin Reeves to go out there and beat OKC without both AD, LeBron, and heck, with also out D'Angelo Russell. Not acceptable. So if, and we'll see how that develops here tonight. I'll tell you this now. We're going to do this in hour number two. We're going to preview that game against Memphis. The number's eight and a half. There's full Anthony Davis points props up. There's nothing that suggests AD is going to be missing this basketball game. But a part, I, if you like the Lakers, I'm not betting this until they confirm that starting lineup. Won't do it. Can't have it. Because if AD's out, this number balloons to 11, to 12. That's the kind of thing that we could see here. But the schedule is favorable enough that this team should continue to be in the mix in the Western Conference. We move over to the NFL quarterbacks at the Combine. It's right here on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Back with you here on the grid, making it happen. We're going to talk some QBs at the combine. Now, Don, I mean, what's the deal? We can get you out at the combine, run it around, see if you still got it a little bit, couple routes, catch them off the jug machine. What are we thinking? I mean, there's some tape out there from uh, the Super Bowl in Los Angeles that that gets out there. Agent might have to fire it up again. But hey, man, we got contract offers for days out here for you with those hands. But now I'm assuming you XFL calls. You're not even answering. You're not. You don't want to play I mean, in a minor league baseball park. That's disrespectful. That's absolutely disrespectful. I mean, when they asked me to put me on a show with Kevin Walsh, I mean, that's as low as the bar goes for me. Trust me. No, let me tell you something, man. Highlight of your career. Enjoy it while it lasts, man. Enjoy it while it lasts before I ship you off tonight. Look, we got a lot of quarterbacks, though, getting involved here at the Combine, making it happen here, DRS. I, I don't know. This is surprising to me, and maybe it shouldn't be, but it does feel like the recent trend has been for elite prospects, but especially quarterbacks, to pass on the Combine for whatever reason. We have, I have my own pro day. I'll just handle all of my business there. So I'm now very thrown off by Bryce Young kind of following that status quo, but the other three top quarterbacks all showing up to the combine here. And I, you know, you kind of joke or maybe didn't joke that you feel like, well, maybe only Bryce Young's agent is doing the right thing. Here's the only thing I can think is perhaps – Bryce is, well, I'm secure. I'm good. I can just do my pro day. And maybe the other three are being encouraged to do the combine because that's the only way they're going to be able to separate from one another where everything else is jumbled between the trio. I cannot figure out how three of the four guys decided to throw at the combine this year and Bryce Young still passed on it. And again, I get back to that issue here. You need your agent to work in your best interest. If there's nothing you can do basically to improve other than game tape here, right, where they go back and check on a few things, why would you put yourself in peril? Now, also, let's understand what the combine is actually about. Now, when you go as a quarterback to the combine and you take meetings with other teams, that's probably more important because they just want to get to know you. They want to, hey, go up to the chalkboard and write down what you would do against this blitzer. How did you handle the situation? Went back to your game tape against Auburn. It was a third down and sixth play. Boy, you made a great read here. What was your thought process behind that? That means a lot more than throwing because let, let's equate it to another sport, Kevin. The NBA. Imagine this. LeBron James shows up to the combine and goes, I'm going to work out. And they go, okay, cool. What are you going to do? I'll shoot a couple free throws. I'll dunk a little bit and do some layups. And they go, oh, man. Did you see LeBron James hit seven of eight from the free throw line? Boy, that stock's moving up. That's not the case here. Like, the combine isn't, we're going to put you in pads and throw Mike Tomlin out here designing a defense with actual professional players blitzing you at all angles to see how you can handle it. Do you ever watch the combine and the quarterback's throwing? There's nobody there. It's as if you and your best friend were in the schoolyard throwing 10-yard outs, 15-yard slants, and throw a punt downfield 45 yards that the wide receiver runs underneath of, and everybody gives a golf clap like, man, that was an amazing pass. No, it's not. They all can do this. So I don't see the benefit outside of the one organization telling you, man, you showed me a lot, Kevin. That means you're really a competitor here, and you're not mm -hmm. shying away from competition. Let's just take it for what it is at this point. And it's such an interesting thing where – if Anthony Richardson was going, you'd be like, you know what? 
He's been rising, rising, rising. He wants to capitalize on the momentum. Mm -hmm. Right, you could sell me on yeah. that. Will Levis, he feels that Richardson's catching him. He needs to do some. Okay, I get it. I don't know what C.J. Stroud's doing there in a way. That might he might be the most surprising though, because it felt like C.J. and Bryce were kind of moving in lock, lockstep throughout these past two seasons, right? Deep in the Heisman Trophy race, going back and forth, back and forth. Obviously, Bryce won one, C.J. did not, but you you kind of get the, the the point here of it all. And the fact that C.J.'s throwing does surprise me a bit. And we sit here right now, and Bryce Young is minus 175 to be the first overall pick off the board. And he's minus 200 to be the first quarterback off the board. And I wonder if that's a mistake. See, I like Bryce Young the most of this group. So I don't disagree with it. So I wonder if that stopped me from questioning it so much. But, Donnie, we had a report yesterday from Adam Schefter yeah. that the Chicago Bears are leaning towards trading the first overall pick. What that means is we have Bryce Young at minus 175 to be the first overall pick. And we have no idea who's actually drafting that spot. And again, he, I don't, how do we then have that much confidence? It's, it is Bryce Young. Do we, are we sure that the NFL has agreed that Bryce is on his own level compared to these other three quarterbacks? I think just some of the early movement and just making sense, right? Because if the Chicago Bears were staying at one and told you we love Justin Fields, we're not trading back because we love Will Anderson, well, that would be a different story here. But if you're going to trade up into the top spot, Kevin, it's not a team that's going to come from the fourth, fifth, or sixth spot. I'm like, man, we, we, we circled Will Anderson as the best player in the draft. We have to trade up to get him. Mm -hmm. So that's why the quarterbacks are going to be up top. And we're just using that product and analysis saying, well, Bryce Young technically is the best quarterback. If number one overall is going to be a quarterback, that's where it's going to lead. Now, there's going to be a lot of smoke and mirrors coming up over the next couple of weeks because you're right. We do see these quarterbacks that are going to throw and run at the combine. That'll give you a little bit of a boost. Then you're going to get to the pro days. And whoever has the last pro day, you're going to get a little bit of a boost from that as well. But if I'm looking now, look, I like C.J. Stroud. Solid. Will Levis, people just talk about upside. The same thing with Anthony Richardson. To me, the most polished passer and player at the quarterback position is Bryce Young. So I agree with it. And he's not an overwhelming favorite, Kevin, where sometimes you're like, oh, watch this movement, minus 3,000, minus 2,500, minus 2,000. He's a minus 175, which leads us to believe the combine, there's going to be a little bit of moving and shaking specifically. And I'm not talking about, boy, you know what really convinced me? Will Levis throwing on air, you know, to wide receivers. No, it's going to be Anthony Richardson running even faster, Kevin, that we thought he could run. <laughs> that would be the high riser. But with what we're looking at at the FanDuel Sportsbook right now, I wholeheartedly agree, especially favorite here to Bryce Young at a minus 175. But again, so so that's kind of my my point is, right? You and I agree then on the quarterbacks. At least we both think Bryce is the best of the group. Yeah. Is that the reason that Bryce is minus 175? Because that's, he's not, it's not minus 175 as Bryce Young going to win a Twitter poll on who the best quarterback in this class is. My, my point yeah. is, we just because Bryce Young is minus 175 on the final day here in February hardly means in two months he's going to be the first quarterback to come off the board. Mm -hmm. Aiden Hutchinson was penciled in as going to be the guy to come off, and if it was not going to be Hutch, it was going to be Kayvon Thibodeau. Shout out Trayvon Walker, first overall pick out of Georgia, goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hutch comes off the board second to the Detroit Lions. Things change. So... That is kind of, that's just what I'm just trying to, to, to put out there is I'm not doubting whether Bryce Young is worth the first overall pick. 
We can talk about how some people are discussing Bryce and how that's going mm -hmm. to develop, you know, the height and, and things of that nature. But what's going to happen is, I believe, Donnie, the Bears are going to trade this pick within the month of March. I could be wrong on that, but I tend to think they'll trade this within the month of March. And then we're going to start to get an idea of what that trading team is actually looking for here. Yes, it's quarterback. You're right. Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, if, if someone comes up to one to draft Will Anderson, that would be stunning. That would absolutely be stunning. But I, I think that we really won't have a good grasp on this until we know who's drafting. Do you think, by the way, the Bears should be able to move this pick further out than, oh, you know, two days before the draft? They sh we should not get the Bears are on the clock on the day of the draft. This should be moved well before then, no? Yes, correct. And if you remember a couple of years ago when Carson Wentz, which we talked about here, getting released from Washington, remember the golf Carson Wentz draft? Well, they had those things mm -hmm. worked out well in advance on trades where the Eagles traded up to two and they go, you don't even know who's going to be the number one quarterback. And teams behind the scenes knew exactly what was going to take place. <laughs> Just to double down also on Bryce Young being that minus 175 favorite, which team out there needs a quarterback? There's a few. There's one team in Indianapolis where the owner actually came out and was like, man, we trade up. Kid from Alabama looks really good. He didn't just get that fed to him where he popped on a Saturday afternoon game in October. It's like, that's my guy. He knows that's what his organization has been talking about. Boy, if we could get up and if we can get that one pick, that would be our guy. So maybe a little bit of a hint where some of the NFL circles were leaning towards a few weeks back already was Bryce Young. But you're right. A lot is going to change. I just don't want to see, you know, these organizations make full changes. But, hey, this guy threw at the combine and didn't because that's where you make a mistake. But as we've said before, Kevin, it only takes one team. It's not a 32-team consensus who should be the number one pick overall, which quarterback that will be. It just takes one, Kevin. It really does. So then let's check in with this again. As This is going to change. Neither of us are betting the draft today. Don't see the value in it. But if you were betting today, you had to lay minus 175, Bryce to be the first pick, or you got the field at about plus 150, would you rather Bryce or the field? I would take the field. If I was betting today... I'd rather have the field at plus 150 than Bryce at minus 175. It, it would make some sense, too. And also, let's keep in mind yesterday, Kevin, there was, you know, Todd McShay comes out and goes, boy, even though he's the best overall player here, a lot of GMs are really scared to take him because of his side apparently mm -hmm. is not six foot or above. That also is going to weigh into it. I like when you come in as the favorite because then people sort of take shots at you of why you shouldn't be the favorite. That's just the sure. society and human beings as how we work because now you're saying like, boy, Anthony Richardson is awesome. A couple of months ago, people were questioning if he's even a, a day one or day two draft pick, and now all of a sudden he's storming the board to be the number one overall pick. We sort of like those high risers as opposed to the guy that's already established. And, and you, again, as you said, it does take just one team. Right. It, it, if it all of a sudden gets out there that Houston is going to sit at two because they actually are in love with C.J. Stroud and the Colts mm -hmm. are at four and they're like, no, 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 we love C.J. Stroud. But everybody else yep. thinks it's Bryce Young. Well, it doesn't matter. C.J. Stroud all of a sudden then becomes the guy. That's how these things move. We go for more NFL headlines next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Picking it back up here with some other NFL news outside of the combine. We will certainly be keeping tabs on this, though, quickly, uh, because I-, I guess it's important to mention, Donnie, usually, whether it should or it should not, the Combine will have uh, delivered some risers, probably some fallers as well. And those are just things to keep in mind of when we get to the heart of NFL draft betting season because the markets get expansive. You have specific player over-unders. Yes, no first-round picks. And the Combine, again, whether it should or not, it will matter when we get to that point in time. Yeah, it certainly will. And you're right about the risers because let's also keep in mind, you start to see some of these agents put out stuff like, hey, my, you know, athlete came here over the past month, worked out at so-and-so academy, gained 10 pounds of muscle. We look for him to run fast. We also have to remember the combine isn't sprung on people, Kevin, as a test. That's like a pop quiz, right? Like, oh, I didn't know that was happening today. These guys end their season. And the majority of those guys, let's just say in the early parts of December, start to train for the combine itself. They get the best handlers. They get the best guys from the track and field, you know, areas. So they can run a faster 40 because every tick of a hundred of thousands of a second off of your 40 time could mean the difference between hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars. So we have to remind ourselves of that. And also, Kevin, just a little bit of the combine history. If you remember, the Eagles drafted Mike Mamula in the first round under Ray Rhodes way back in the day. He was one of the first guys that actually studied for the combine here, and it worked out in spades. He wasn't a guy that everybody's looking out on the draft board, but he tested off the charts, and that sort of set off that little cottage industry where once you end your junior or senior season, you go away for a month and reappear as a faster better athlete why because you know the answers to all the tests and you can get ready for those yeah so we'll obviously be keeping tabs on that but to pick it up Mm -hmm. with yesterday a big piece of news out of Washington they ultimately decided to cut Carson Wentz this was the right decision for them as they seemingly want Sam Howell to be their starting quarterback they certainly didn't want it to be Carson Wentz Wentz last year was the starter he had a couple Really explosive games, some very bad ones. And his final game was a disaster against the Browns. 16 of 28, 143 yards, no touchdowns, and three interceptions. Benched in that game against the Browns, and it ultimately eliminated the commanders 
from playoff contention. This also saved them north of $26 million. So to start there, DRS, nothing about yeah. Washington's decision here is surprising or anything that I would disagree with, despite the fact that I assume over these next 15 minutes of breaking this down, I will probably show that I still haven't given up on Carson Wentz. Washington moving on makes all the <laughs> sense in the world. It does make all the sense in the world. Let's just go back a little bit in time where you're drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles. You basically got the key to the city. You're on a Super Bowl run. It's the best player in football in 2017. And then look where it actually ends up where you're with the Washington Commanders and you actually get cut. In Philadelphia and leaving Philadelphia, it was more Carson Wentz wanting to leave than the Philadelphia Eagles actually wanting to move on from him. But once your quarterback says, I don't want to play for you anymore, Kevin, what do you left to do? Go out and find the best deal. Shipped off to Indianapolis to play. And I didn't think he played all that poorly. And quite frankly, if he wins a game against the Jacksonville Jaguars to end the season, he probably would still be in Indianapolis. But he wasn't and was moved on from, not because Frank Wright said he couldn't play. The owner just couldn't deal with it anymore. They shipped him off to the commanders. And they said, okay, now it's your third team. After your third team, Kevin, it doesn't work out after one year, specifically where you had one year for the Colts. It's not really the team's problem anymore. It's the quarterback that's having issues here. Because as we know in the NFL, it's very hard to find a competent quarterback. But I think from a Carson Wentz perspective, we always thought he could be the competent quarterback. Not Joe Montana, not Aaron Rodgers, not, you know, Tom Brady on that level. But still to be an upper echelon quarterback in the NFL, let's just say, in the top one-third. Well, you're right. That last game showed, like, what are we actually looking for to the future? Can you galvanize a team? Can you win over the locker room and your coach? We also saw, Kevin, last year in Washington where Ron Rivera was asked a direct question. Why are you guys not as good as the rest of the division here? Quarterback. We're not as good at quarterback. That's the answer. Well, Wentz was your quarterback at the time. That told you everything you needed to know. So now with him being moved on from Washington, what's the future? We'll talk about that. But from a Washington perspective, it was absolutely the right move. He's not a one-year quarterback playing with a $4 million deal. He still had a large contract. And you're right. Just by cutting the cord, you're saving close to $25 million. I want to pop back up a Warren Sharp tweet that he sent out yesterday. Because again... Me defending Carson Wentz is becoming difficult. And statistics don't lie. Warren Sharp tweeted out yesterday that there have been 24 quarterbacks to throw at least 1,000 passes since 2020. A little typo in the tweet. All good. We've all been there. But of those 24 quarterbacks, Wentz ranks dead last in a number of efficiency metrics. All very, very bad. And Warren, who I, I enjoyed talking to a ton throughout the season on Pro Football Today, Again, these, these are just facts. However, if we open this up a bit, in his last four seasons, two of them, he's thrown 27 touchdowns to seven interceptions. I don't mean combined. I mean, he's had two individual seasons of 27 touchdown passes to seven picks. That's a 54 to 14 touchdown to interception ratio. Now, he's also had two seasons that have combined for just 27 touchdowns to 24 interceptions. The final year in Philly, disastrous. And this past season in Washington was no good either. 100%. Does Wentz deserve another chance? He's not certainly a great example of a quarterback you want to trust staying healthy, but I have seen Wentz play very good football. And I think for the right price... Carson Wentz still has a place in this league as an opportunity as a starter.
it's going to be interesting to see which teams miss out on quarterback. But there inevitably has to be a couple of them. Before we start, because I'm sure there are a list of teams that you would tell me, mm-hmm. Donnie, he would be a great backup for, and we, we'll get there when we get there. But I, if Carson Wentz, if the going rate for Carson Wentz is $10 million bucks a season on a prove-it deal, that's gonna, that would be tempting to me if I ran an organization. It depends what kind of position I'm in, of course. But that would be interesting to me if that's what the going rate for a Carson Wentz is going to be. I don't know if I could do it at this point here. Now, hear me out, and I'm going to try to explain to why I wouldn't do that. For the one year, hey, look-see, can you be a starter? Can you be a backup or a third-string guy? We'll get to that in just a few moments. But let's just take a look at the landscape of the NFL. Leaves Philadelphia. Does Jalen Hurts the way they talk about him in the locker room and the head coaches here? You want to talk about a team guy, an owner that goes, look, I know he's going to cost me a lot of money, and even if I praise him in public, I might cost myself even more. I'll certainly do that. Take a look at the New York Jets here. You know, Zach Wilson, all the talent in the world, not beloved in that locker room. Mike White stinks. They absolutely love, they're wearing T-shirts on planes for Mike White, even though he can't win football games for the Jets here. Let's take a look now at the Washington Commanders in their locker room. You would have thought Tyler Heineke is the next coming of Drew Brees slash Tom Brady, the way they talk about him here. He stinks. Now, Sam Howell, all of a sudden, boy, he puts in the work. He's very good. When is the last time we heard that, boy, Carson Wentz is all in, the team loves him, we can't wait to see him get out on the field. And that matters here, Kevin, because if you can galvanize a locker room, that goes a long way. When you meet with a head coach for a prospective job here where you want a chance to be a starter, you can say, look, coming in from day one, I'm going to take control of this huddle here. I'm going to be a leader that you need me to be off the field, on the field. I got you here. We haven't heard that in a couple of years from Carson Wentz. So if you're looking to be the face of the franchise or giving a guy a chance, okay, well, let me call up your past few jobs and see how it went down. You talk to Howie Roseman, man, you talk to Jim Irsay, boy, oh boy. You talk to Ron Rivera, the GM here for the Washington Commanders. You're not going to get that glowing praise here. So for me on that one-year look-see, is the talent there? I guess it is. But boy, oh boy, leaving that horrible taste in my mouth from the Commanders and then saying that's the guy I want to lead my franchise, at least give him a look-see, it makes it tough for me, Kevin. It does. I I actually do. Uh, there's something. To, and that so that's the, the difficulty with – Wentz, the backup, is his locker room fit is questionable. That, that Eagles fans can tell you for sure. There, there, is a, there is a world where you might not, it might not be great. The Niners are going to be a team I think you hear from. I think so, mm. right? As the, that <laughs> whole room is a mess and, and injured, right? Car- Carson Wentz walks in there and is like, all right, let's get after it, boys. Let's compete. I, I, like, and, and look, he's not the only one. It's a healthy thing. Gardner Minshew still expects this to be an open quarterback competition with him and Jalen Hurts if he's on this roster this coming season. It's good to compete. It's that Wentz was seemingly unhappy. He was not happy for the success of Jalen Hurts. But we're human beings also, right? Carson watched what was supposed to be his franchise get taken away from Tough him. Scene. So I kind of can't yeah. kill him for that, Donnie. I can't really get mad that Carson Wentz didn't show up to the game with cardboard signs to say, congratulations, Jalen. My entire life is being changed drastically. And it obviously has, as Wentz is now going to be looking for his fourth franchise. But if the Carolina Panthers don't get their quarterback in the draft, don't get Derek Carr, aren't involved in the other sweepstakes, I'd rather Wentz than Sam Darnold. I'd rather Wentz than P.J. Walker. 
I don't think that's a bridge too far. If the Houston Texans don't draft a quarterback and you're not going to, you can't make your team sit through another season of Davis Mills. I'm going to jump through this TV if somebody out there tries and tells me Davis Mills is more talented than Carson Wentz. I mean, don't even start with me. There's a, there is a place somewhere for Wentz in this league. I think the price is really going to dictate a lot of it. I'm not going to unleash the I'd rather Wentz for $10 million than Daniel Jones for $40 million, but you all know that that's exactly how I feel. Quickly with Derek Carr, Donnie. He's going out there. He's going to have a bunch of meetings at the Combine. Look, Derek Carr should take his time. This isn't much, but am I over it? Are you over it? Do we wish this was figured out already? Or is he doing the right thing here, due diligence and all? Yes, I, I actually, I mean, from a content perspective, I wish it was over already because that would be so much fun to now say, well, Aaron Rodgers, look at that. You're no longer going to be in New York Jets. Seemed like that was the destination where everybody was holding up until you said yes or no if you wanted to be a Jet, which means that he probably would go back to Green Bay. But I don't mind it here. And again, this is what we talked about, Kevin, two weeks ago. He's in an interesting spot, which only benefits him. Free agency doesn't start yet, but he's free to sign as the top quarterback here making his rounds. He can take his time. He can let the market set in. You can get into a bidding war. And as you saw, going to the combine, he's now also going to meet with the Carolina Panthers, which adds a new team into the equation, which, again, puts the onus on the Jets. What ha- The Jets said right now, we need a quarterback. We would love Derek Carr. My goodness, we would love Aaron Rodgers. In 24 hours, you might look at, oh, no, look at that. Derek Carr just signed with the Carolina Panthers. And Aaron Rodgers says, hey, man, I never wanted to leave Green Bay. Where does that leave the Jets? So it should get interesting and heated up here. One quick point here, Kevin, on Carson Wentz. That 2017 Super Bowl run, even like the guys like Jason Peters got hurt, Hicks got hurt at middle linebacker. They're flashing those rings around and everybody loves it. It's one player on that football team that can never flash that ring and be proud of it. It's Carson Wentz. Even though he's the best player in the league, three quarters of the way through the season, that's not his Super Bowl. And that's a really tough pill to swallow. And that's probably equaled into some of that downfall for him. That's tough, man. It really is. Yeah, again, I know... Look, yeah, in the movie world that people want to live in, Carson Wentz is teammate number one. Carson Wentz had his ACL torn while he was an MVP favorite and then watched that team win a Super Bowl. Do you understand what happens if that if the ACL doesn't get torn? You understand how different the world is? Yeah. I'm just saying, people. And unfortunately for Carson Wentz, that's how it all played out. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Back with you here on the grid. We're closing out hour number one, hour two. Loaded, loaded, loaded with preview on the basketball slate tonight, both college and, of course, the NBA. Quickly, though, Daniel Snyder in the news again as we're trying to figure out if Jeff Bezos is going to come in, own the commanders, is Snyder going to be forced to sell? What's the latest, Donnie, around the Dan Snyder saga? Ah, never stops, does it here? Now, you know what the latest is for Mr. Snyder? Obviously, we know that they want to sell the team. He wants like $7 billion, even if it's not worth $7 billion, but also now coming out. The Fed's probing the organization. Why? When you have minority owners, you have to be upfront about a lot of things, Kevin. Not hide a $55 million credit line that you took out and didn't tell any owners of the team that you were actually doing that. So put that added layer on there, but also now, Daniel Snyder goes, oh, yeah. I want top dollar, and when I sell, I want indemnity, which means once I sell, nobody can sue me for anything. That's all on the NFL. So now the owners are getting a whiff of this and basically saying, okay, next time we meet, we should actually vote you out of the NFL, and you will be paying all those legal fees. Enjoy the sale of your team. We never want to hear from you again. But it's amazing where you run a franchise this bad, and he's basically going like, yes, I want top dollar most ever for a sale, and when I leave, you pay all my legalities if there's any fines or anything with the government. Amazing. It's really amazing to watch this play out, Kevin. It is such a mess. And I, do you, I don't have a great grasp on this, but do you think Snyder is being this difficult because that's just how he is? Or he thinks that eventually they're going to be like, oh, whatever, man, just keep the team. Like, do you think he's just going to, he thinks he can like wait them out by being as difficult as he is about this entire process? Yeah, he's done it for 20 years, Kevin. Like every single single yeah. thing that comes up in other, you know, sports venues, let's say, will get you voted out or thrown out of the league. Mm -hmm. But it seems like that old cashier, like, hey, you try to get rid of me, Kevin. I got so much dirt on the rest of your owners. I'm going to put that all out there, and then we'll have a real fun time talking about that. Yeah, which, of course, they do not want. It'll be interesting to follow. We started off with some ACC action, a couple of good games on tonight's slate. It's the early line on Sportsbook. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.